coming into worship. But God gave me this scripture as we was in worship. He was letting us know today, he said, For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and return not thither, but watereth the earth, and make it bring forth in bud, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater. He says, so shall my word that comes forth out of my mouth. He said, it shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please and prosper in the thing that I have sent it to do. God is reminding us through this scripture that just like the snow and rain is coming down today. And it comes down for a purpose. That's how his word is. And we should not let things stop us from coming into fellowship. Because God is here today to bless, to heal, to deliver, and set the captives free. Amen? Don't God always have a word? Even in the midst, he always have a word. I'm here to tell you so many things that go on in our lives, but when we're determined and we have a made-up mind, I'm going to be honest, we don't let those things stop us, do we? When we have a made-up mind, we don't let those things stop us. When it comes to working, when we have to go to work and punch that clock from 8 to 4.30 and from 9 to 5, it don't matter what the weather looked like, if it's ice on the road, we're still trying to make it. You know why? We don't have no vacation time. We don't have nothing that we can put in for what we're going to miss. So we make it where we're going. Is that not right? Or if they tell you, no, you got to come in today. The roads are okay. You got to keep it moving. You keep it moving because you know you ain't going to get paid. But when it comes to God, We always pull back on him. We always come up with things that we should not do. Don't y'all know that God is greater? That God has everything that we need? He should be first and foremost in our lives above everything else. We should not get slack on God. So I thank God for reminding us today, even through the rain and the snow, And the purpose of the rain and snow, that's how his word is. It's not going to come back void. It's not going to come back empty. But it's going to accomplish what he has sent it to do. So, God, we give you glory in this house. We honor you. We glorify you. We magnify your name on this morning. God, we thank you, God, for bringing us into the house of the Lord safely. We thank you, Father God, that now that we're here, God, our minds and our hearts Father God, are coming together and focus on you because you said you would keep us in perfect peace who mine is stayed on thee because we trust in you on this morning. So, Father God, I thank you that it's no longer I who live because I have been crucified with Christ. And the life now that I live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loves me and who have died for me. So, Lord, I set myself aside on this morning God, I give you permission. I give you free will to use me the way you want to use me. I thank you for my helper and my teacher, which is the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, I thank you that as I open my mouth and the word of God go out of my mouth, that you release the power 
upon that word where your healing can manifest, God, where your prosperity, your joy, your peace can manifest in the midst of your people on today. God, we thank you and we just praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm so excited about the word. What about you? The word is just so good. The word is what quickens us. The word is what brings us life. And I just thank God for everyone that come out to be a part of what God is doing in this house. Amen. So we just honor God. So I want you to turn with me to Deuteronomy, the sixth chapter. Let's see what God has to say unto his people. Deuteronomy, the sixth chapter. And I'm going to read verse six and end at verse six, but I'm going to be all over Deuteronomy. Is that okay? Because God want to do something in this house. Deuteronomy, the sixth chapter. Thank you, God, for your word. Hallelujah. Deuteronomy, the sixth chapter, verse six. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart. I want to talk about getting the word of God in your heart. Getting the word of God in your heart. Um, As I was in prayer and uh, seeking the Lord and talking with God, y'all, it's so good to communicate with God and know what God is saying to us for such a time as this. We have to always go to our Father and see what the Lord want to do in us and through us and see what the Lord want to bring even unto his people. We just don't bring anything. We just don't give anything because everybody have different diets. So we have to know what each individual need. This is why when we have babes in the body of Christ, we have mature people in the body of Christ. God is so well-rounded that he give everybody what they need. He, some people may not like um, vegetables, but, you know, God said, okay, you done graduated from that. I'm going to give you some more meat. So we're going to honor God in this place with his word. But God is saying, first and foremost, that we have to get the word of God in our hearts. This is why we don't see certain things happening in our lives. We don't see things manifesting because we have more head knowledge than we have heart knowledge. And until you get the word of God in your heart, you're not going to see things come forth and manifest in your life. See, we'll take a word that somebody else is saying, and we'll take that word and we'll talk about that word. But that word has to be rooted and grounded on the inside of us. Last Sunday, we talked about changing your atmosphere. And we know that the atmosphere is changed through what? It's changed through words. And we determined that in Genesis, the first chapter, when God saw how the earth was void, it was empty, it was waste, there was nothing there. So God had to change the way the earth looked. So what did God say? He said, let there be light and there was light. And as God spoke light, the Holy Spirit released the power of God upon um, what he, upon the word of God that was spoken, and there was light. So in order for your atmosphere to change, we talked about that, it has to come from the heart. You have to believe what you're saying. There is a lot of people that are saying things, and they really don't believe it themselves. They're just saying it to make people think that they know. But I'm here to tell you, until your life lined up to what you're saying, you don't know. People want, we hear the word, but when we hear it, we have to do it. And that's when you know things have changed in your life. And then the Lord began to um, give me a word in prayer as I was praying. He said, plagiarism. 
Plagiarism is where you're taking other people's words or you're taking what they have written and you're writing it yourself verbatim to what they have written or you're speaking verbatim to what they have said. So it's not really coming from you. It's coming from somebody else, but you're using it as your own. This is happening in the house of God. Some people pull other people's stuff and they read it and they go verbatim on what they're saying, but they haven't really looked it up themselves to see what the word is speaking unto them. God want rhema in his house. God want the spoken word in his house. He want what God has spoken to you. And the only way that you can get that is through being in the word. We can't keep going in and out of the word. We have to stay in the word to say, God, what are you saying to me? The word will always speak. And if you don't hear God, it's because you haven't developed your relationship with God long enough to know that he's speaking unto you. Many people say, God, is that you? Give me a sign. But when you come into relationship with him, you don't need no sign. You're just saying, yes, Lord. Your servant hear you. Yes, Lord. Your servant will obey you. Yes, Lord. I will do what you say. But some of us, we do hear him, but some of us neglect what he's saying because we don't want to do what he's requiring us to do. So this is why God is saying on today, get the word in your heart. So what he was doing, he was talking through Moses. And we know that Moses was the one that's supposed to lead the people. But this is one thing that God told me dealing even with um, Moses. In the previous chapter, in um, Deuteronomy chapter 5, God began to talk to Moses first. And this is what God said to Moses in Deuteronomy 5. He said, 30, go say to them, get you into your tents again. But as for thee, I love this, stand thou here by me. And I will speak unto thee all the commandments and statutes and judgments which thou shalt teach them that they may do them in the land which I give them to possess. Look what God told Moses. He said, Moses, you got to stand here beside me. And I want you to stand here so you will be able to hear these commandments, these judgments, these statutes, meaning my laws. Because if you don't know them, how are you going to give them to somebody else? This is the first thing. I got to say something. My baby's leaping up in this place. Some people are trying to tell somebody else how to live, and they don't even know how to live themselves. We out there telling somebody else what the word says, and we're not doing what the word says ourselves. We're just copycatting. We're just saying what somebody else said. But I'm here to tell you, some people say, well, it worked for Apostle Amanda. Why is it not working for me? Because, see, if Apostle Amanda is in her word, studying to show herself approved, rightly dividing the word of truth, not being ashamed of it, but is in it, it's going to get in Apostle Amanda. And that's what the manifestation you're going to see. But if you're just coming in here and you're getting the word, but you're not going home and getting the word in you for yourself, it ain't going to work. So this is why God, first of all, he has to deal with the one that he's setting over his people. We got too many people trying to set up stuff, set up ministries, set up this, set up that, set up the other, but you're not in your word. You cannot do anything outside of God. Remember that God knows the plans and the purposes that he have for your life. And in order for you to know it, you have to seek him. And this is what Moses did. Come on, let's go back to Moses' life. 
Everybody know this. We, we read um, about Moses and what happened to Moses. His mom had given him up and because she didn't want him to be killed. But how many know that was God's purpose for him? That was the plan that God had for him. So Moses, Pharaoh's daughter, was going to raise Moses, but his sister followed Moses on that river. And the sister said, do you want me to take him to the mother and allow the mother to, um, you know, rear him up to nurse him until he come of age? Look how God set that thing up. So Moses was still in his mother's house. I love this. And don't you know that those Hebrews, they knew the laws. They knew the commands. They knew God. So he was being raised as a Hebrew, even though he had to go back into the Egyptian's house. So when Moses was in the Egyptian's house, he learned the Egyptian ways. But guess what? When Moses saw his brothers, um, you know, the Egyptians coming against his brothers, who did Moses help? He helped his brethren because he knew who he was. The first thing is we got to know who we are in him. And the only way we're going to know who we are in him is to be taught about him, is to be taught the word of God. First thing is you got to have a teachable spirit. Some of us don't want a teachable spirit. We don't want nobody teaching us because we think we know everything. Nobody can't tell you nothing. Look at your neighbor. Say, just come off your high horse. Say, just come off that stallion and get down. See, this is the only way that you can be taught when you realize that God has put people in the body of Christ to give you what you need. So Moses, y'all know what he did. He killed the Egyptians, but Moses had to run for his life. Come on. It was part of God's purpose. It was part of his plan for Moses. But look at this. I want to encourage those in here today that maybe you don't have a mother. Maybe you don't have a father. Maybe you were adopted. Maybe, you know, you just was raised by yourself and had to make it by yourself. I'm here to encourage you today to let you know that God had a plan and he had a purpose for your life. So don't feel disencouraged because I don't have a mother. I don't have a father. They abandoned me. Or your mother may have died or your father may have died at an early age. I'm here to tell you God always have a plan for his people. And you may be going through something, but God allows some time for you to go through something, but you don't go through it by yourself. It's to raise you up in the place that God has for you. Look what Moses went through, but Moses left Egypt. And when he left Egypt, God set him up. How did God set him up? He set him up as a deliverer. He set him up as a shepherd over his people. But Moses had to develop a relationship with God first. He had to be able to communicate with God. He had to be able to take what God was saying and give it unto the people. Moses had to let God know, I'm not eloquent in speech. He felt like he couldn't speak before the people. But God already knew what Moses could do. So Moses had to be ready, y'all. So Moses spent time with God. And as he got that word in him, Moses was ready to give somebody else the word. The word had to be so much in Moses that when he opened his mouth, there was no hesitation. The word was just so much a part of him. That's just what he lived, the word. I don't know about you. I want to live the word. I want to breathe the word. I don't want to just say the word, but I don't believe what I'm saying. Your life reflects what you say. So if you're, if your life is not reflecting what you say, something is wrong. We want more than head knowledge. We want heart knowledge in the house of God. So God was telling them, he said, I want you to put these commands in your heart. 
But first of all, Moses had to get it in his heart. We go back to a man in the Bible. His name was Ezra. And Ezra was a scribe. And the scribes had to know the law. They had to write the law. The word of God says in Ezra 7, verse 10, I believe it's Ezra 7:10. You can look it up um, later if you choose to. But what was happening with Ezra, the Bible said that Ezra prepared his heart to seek the Lord. That means Ezra made ready his heart. It didn't say nobody else. It said that Ezra prepared his heart to seek the Lord. So Ezra was the one that had to go before the people. He was the one that had to teach the people. Prepare means to set. It means to make ready. It means basically you got to have a made up mind to say, I want to seek the Lord. So Ezra made up his mind that he was going to seek the Lord. That was a part of him. On the inside of Ezra, I believe he had a a yearning. He had a desire. You got to have a desire when you come in the house of the Lord saying, Lord, I don't care if it's the same scripture. Evidently, there's something else that you want me to know through the word. God, I want to come into the house of the Lord ready to hear. That's what Ecclesiastes 5.1 says, that when you come into the house of of God, you got to be ready to hear. That means that you got to leave everything else out. You got to say, Lord, I'm opening up my heart for the word so the word can take root on the inside of me. So the Bible said Ezra prepared his heart. He set his heart to seek the Lord, not only to seek the Lord, but it says and to do it. Isn't that something? He set his heart. First of all, you got to prepare your heart. You can't come into the house of the Lord with having all this stuff before you, this unforgiveness. This malice, this offense. You know, some people come in the house of of God and they get a message on the prior Sunday. Instead of meditating on that message, they go through the week with the same offense, with the same bitterness, with the same unforgiveness. Then come back in the house of the Lord waiting on somebody to say something to them. See, their heart ain't been prepared. It's not been made ready. They're waiting on an excuse just to rear up at somebody. So this is why your heart has to be prepared. You have to set your heart. You have to make your heart ready. Ezra made his heart ready. Wonder how Ezra did it? Through the word. Through the law. He began to study that law. He began to say, Lord, here I am. Lord, I thank you that I can hide the word in my heart that I may not sin against you. See, people that keep sinning and sinning the word ain't hidden in their heart. Because the more that you put the word of God in your heart, you will quit doing what you're doing. It ain't no more excuse. So people know where you've been. He said, I have hid the word in my heart that I will not sin against thee. So I believe that Ezra knew, I have to get this law in me. I have to apply this law to me before I can give it to anyone else. This is how we supposed to be in the house of God. This is why when it comes to leaders, everybody want to lead. Everybody want to feel important. Everybody want a title. But you don't want to work for what you want. What do I mean by work? I mean by getting into the word of God and say, God, I'm not worrying about a title. I'm not worrying about if they ask me to do this or that. God, I just want to prepare my heart for what you will have me to do in the time that you will have for me to do it. Moses had to be prepared before he could lead those people. Ezra had to be prepared before he could lead those people. 
He had to make his heart ready to seek the Lord. Some of us cannot even seek the Lord because there's things in our way that's stopping us from seeking him with our whole heart. This is why when you come to him, you say, search me, Lord. Search my heart and see if there's any evil way that's within me. You have to ask him to search you. Quit asking him to search somebody else. Quit saying, well, God, allow Apostle Amanda to see what sister so-and-so doing. Open her eyes so she can see what I see, Lord. Let her see that they messing up the church. Let her see that they full of offense. Let her see that the stuff that they say just ain't right. Let her see like I see. Mm. God's speaking to somebody in the house. Mm -hmm. He that have ears. Let him hear what the spirit of the Lord is bringing out today. Oh, Apostle Amanda, hear from the Lord. Wow. And you didn't know that. Wow. People praying all this kind of crazy mess. Let me tell you something. While you praying all that crazy mess, God is bringing the word to change the hearts. And if your heart would get open and connect with God, you would be saying, Lord, it's me, oh Lord, (laughs) that's in the need of prayer. See, we're too busy trying to find fault in somebody else. We're too busy trying to look up what everybody else is doing, but missing all the time what we're doing. That's the devil using you. Anybody who's always pointing fingers about somebody else, all them fingers is pointing at you. So this is why when you get the word in your heart, you ain't going to be gossiping. You ain't going to be a talebearer. You ain't going to be holding offense. You ain't going to be holding grudges. You ain't going to be saying what you can't do no more because the Bible says I can't. Do all things through Christ which strengthen me. You ain't going to be complaining about your job no more because you got the word of God so hidden in that heart that you're saying, God, you gave me this job. I can do this job because I'm not going to please man. I'm going to please you. See, oh, when the word of God is so hidden in your heart, you're thankful for the little things. You ain't trying to grab big things because if you can't, deal with little things you ain't gonna be able to deal with big things it's gonna slip right through your hands oh look at your neighbor says time to grow up says time to grow up see everybody want a title but they ain't grown up yet everybody want to do something in the body of christ but you ain't grown up yet and until you grow up until you mature in this word and come off of milk you ain't going to be able to do what the Lord wants you to do. It's time to grow up. So Moses, God gave Moses all these people. Don't you know if God gave him all these people, God knew what Moses could handle. Guess why, y'all? I want y'all to catch this. God knew Moses' heart. God knew he could trust Moses. He knew what was in the heart of Moses. See, God know your heart. You may be crying out, God, I want to sing. God, I want to preach. God, I want to write a book, but God is saying your heart ain't yet right. I don't want you to pour your heart out in a book and then you're hurting somebody more than you're helping somebody. You're making them stay in their mess instead of bringing them out of their mess. See, some people want to write a book, but you still got skeletons in the closet that you don't want nobody to see. You just want to tell them what's on the surface. But when God changed your heart, you go beneath the search surface and say, this is who I was, but this is who I am. And if God can change me, he's already changed you. 
See, the thing is, we just want to tell people certain things. But let me tell you something. The more you get into this word, you ain't ashamed no more. Why? Because you ain't the same person no more. You ain't who you used to be. That was my old life. See, the word is what changes a person. You can't change nobody. Don't you know sometimes you can uh, meet up with a person and that person is just so down and out. They're so sad and they're just telling you about all their problems. Nobody liked me, never liked me. Parents ain't never liked me. They just gave me away. They don't care about me. Put me in a house. They don't like me either. And you, oh, baby, it'll be all right, baby. Instead of giving them life, you, you say, Instead of giving them, well, who don't like you? Tell me who don't like you. I talk to them and tell them they better like you. I like you. I don't know why they don't like you. What you say they said? Who said that? They are a liar and the truth ain't in them. And you agreeing with that conversation. Instead of reminding them, you've been accepted in the beloved. God adopted you as his own even before you was even adoptable. Even before you was loved, he loved you with an everlasting love. You got to give him the words of life. He has accepted you because the Bible said even when your mother and father forsake you, he will pick you up. See, we got to understand that where you been is what you're going to talk about. And if you ain't been in this word, you can't talk no word. But the more you get into the word, that's what your conversation end up being. It ain't no more about nah, blah, blah, blah. It's about life coming through the word of God. So this, this is how Ezra was. This is how Moses was. And Ezra prepared and sought the Lord so much, he just did it. And now he was ready to teach somebody else. Look at your neighbor and say, who are you ready to give the word to? Come on, ask him again. Asked him, said, what word did you give somebody this morning? It probably was. You going to church? God is so good. Isn't he good, y'all? So we see how the word have to be in you. Amen. You got to get the word in you. I love St. John, the fourth chapter. We talk about that so much when the Jesus met the woman at the well and He had a conversation with the woman and he began to tell her about her life. And this woman knew at that time that he had to be a prophet because he was using a word of knowledge. And normally when you meet up with a prophet, they're going to operate in three of those gifts at the same time. So Jesus began to tell her about her life and who she'd been with. And the man that she's with is not her husband. Matter of fact, you don't have five of them. So this woman knew this have to be a prophet. This have to be the Messiah. So guess what she did? She had to run and tell it. I mean, the word had quickened her. The word had brought life to her. The word had changed her. So she went to tell somebody else. And the Bible said that they believed her because of the word that she spoke. Come on, how many of us, when we come into service and you hear the word of God and you're so excited about that word and you go tell somebody about that word, by you telling them, by her telling those people, they ask Jesus, can you abode with us? Can you come 
and give us the word. So Jesus stayed there and gave them the word. And once they heard the message that Jesus was bringing, they said, now we believe him because we heard him. Oh, y'all don't get it for ourselves. So what am I telling you? I can give you the word all day long. You can go tell somebody about that word. But until they get into the word and believe it for themselves, it's just the word. And that's how people are looking at this Bible. It's just the word. Why is it just the word? Because they ain't getting in it for themselves. This is why God set you up with church every Sunday, Bible study on Tuesday or Wednesday or whenever everybody have it. Why? Because you're saying, God, I want some more of that manner. I want some more of what's coming down from heaven. I need it, God. I need it. I can't miss it. But people who miss the word, they done got so used to missing it, they say, I don't need it. They don't even pick up their Bibles no more. What's church? Oh, I know what it is. I'm the church. I don't need a church. No, you're the church, but the church come into a building and fellowship one with another and get taught the things of God. Come on, what if there were no schools? No schools. There would be a way made, wouldn't it? That's called homeschooling. But you still got to have somebody to teach you when you be in homeschool. See, before kids can go to school, the parents have to teach them first. They have to get the ABCs, the one, two, threes. They have to teach them different ways of saying different things. Y'all know if we so country, they're going to know where they're from. They're going to know what region they come from because they're going to be saying all kind of wild stuff. Well, I know your mama. You sound just like your mama. We went to school together. That's your mama, isn't it? So people are going to know where you come from, from where you've been. So if you've been in a good place that's giving you good word and you tasting and seeing how good that word is and you going out and talking about that word, you know what people are going to say? I know where you go to church. Because it's a different atmosphere. It's a different way that the word is being brought. What you say? I ain't heard that before. You mean that when I get saved, I don't go party no more. That ain't what I was taught. I can, God loves me no matter what I do. But then when they hear what you're getting taught, they're going to say, I know what church you go to. You go to that miracle temple, Apostle Amanda Walker Bryant. I don't go up in there. She tell you everything. She call you up front and call you out. I don't know about you, but when the Lord has a word for me, I want to be in the right place at the right time to say, Lord, whatever I don't hear, whatever I don't know, God sent it through whomever you want to send it through. Matter of fact, God, if you want the donkey to come to my house and he haul until I open the door, let him come in and you will open up my heart to understand what the donkey is saying. I just want the word. See, we try to pick and choose where the word come from. But if you see somebody's lifestyle, you don't mind getting the word for them because their lifestyle is lining up to the good book, y'all, to the good news. And this is what you should be looking for. Quit looking for prophets everywhere. Quit stopping people on the street and saying, pray for me. This is what you need to ask them. Well, what am I praying about? What are you touching and agreeing about before I pray for you? See, we got to be on one accord. What have you been praying about? Well, I, I just, well, what you asking me to pray for? See, people need to be taught. Quit going to every church trying to get a word. You got to get into the word. So when you show up somewhere, you're going to know if it's word in that house. You're going to be like, wait a minute. That sound good. 
But that ain't what the word says. So we have to get the word into our hearts so no matter where we go, we can connect with the word that's in that house. So this is what Ezra did. This is what Moses did. So if you want to be um, part of the fivefold or you want to be this, that, or the other, you got to have some word, baby. You cannot go out without the word. It takes the word for us to do anything. The word is what gives life. Remember the scripture, the words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. The, the spirit quickens the flesh profits you nothing it's too many people acting out in the flesh and saying it's God how do I know because people want to be seen they want to be heard they want to be attached to thank you Holy Ghost it's so many people that want to do something in the church but don't show up to church so many people that want to do something in church but don't show up let's say it again so many people want to do something in church but don't show up Make me a shirt, Brother Gray. Seriously, make me a shirt. We're going to get a scripture for that thing. Because it's a lot of people that want to do so much and be so high and mighty, but don't show up to church. Then there's some that show up to church that want to do something, but don't want to get in the word. It's more than just putting your name on the church roll. You got to get the word in you. I'm going to tell you something. When you get the word in you and the word is being spoken, your baby on the inside, mm, mm, that's it, that's it, that's the word. That's what the word says. I'm not putting somebody on blast up in here, but when I'm ministering and I'm teaching the word, I can have a focus. You know, you have to have a focus. You can't look at people's face because sometimes people's face look like bulldog faces. And sometimes people's face be like, don't look at me. Oh, she talking to me. Let me put my head down, act like I'm asleep. But it's one face I always notice that's just taking it in, that's just saying, "Mm," that just can rise up and just run through the church because you're saying, God, I understand where you're going. Not saying that some of y'all in here don't, but it's one face God always had me to look at, and that's that Teresa Waddell back there. She's right in my, and I look at her, and I'm seeing her like, and I'm seeing her like, just like she want to move, just like she want to jump. See, I know where she's been because there's some movement there, some jumping there. And every now and then I can look over there at Brother Tyson. He, mm, you know, he's trying to bring some of that curry out up in here. Because, see, he just can't contain it. Because when you're in the Word, it's just like you have to say, ooh. Because the light is coming on. The illumination is coming on. And you're saying, ooh, yeah, yeah, I done been there. Yeah, 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 yeah. I done read that. Preach. It do something to you. But then we have some that's so subtle. That's so cool with it. And that's Brother Manny. He'll sit there and he'll just smile and go. (laughs) See, everybody has a different reaction to the word of God. But you know the reactions when you're in the house of God. You know where people been. And then some people just sit there and go. But when you've been in it, you just love it so much. When you've been in it, you just don't want to get out of it. It's just like you got to, can can somebody relate to me here? Some people say you just don't need all of that. I do. 
See, I know what I need because I don't know where I might be. And the word that I just deposited, it might not have been for me, but it might have been for somebody else. And God said, deliver what you just read. Deliver what you just put in. That's for this one. That wasn't for you. That's for this one. So you got to put the word in you in order to deliver the word. You can't deliver nothing that ain't in you. I don't want no stale word all the time. Some people just get a little bit of it. Y'all, let me tell you something. Anybody ever ate some Captain Crunch? It's good when you start eating it, ain't it? Come on, y'all, some Captain Crunch. Do y'all eat the plain Captain Crunch or you get the little berries and stuff in them Captain Crunch? Or to get the peanut butter Captain Crunch? You know, the Captain Crunch is something about Captain Crunch, right? Because you got that crunch there, and the more you eat it, you just can't get what? Enough of it. But I got something to tell you. Once Captain Crunch, well, some people get the shakes because they're hungry. Because it wear off too quick. It started out real good, but it wear off. What am I saying? There's some Captain Crunch people in the house. You get some of this word, but after a while you go home and the word wear off. Before it wear off, you need to say, wait a minute, God. That word hit me today. You talking to me. So I'm going to stop right here. Speak, Lord. You don't let that word wear off. Because whatever the word is speaking to you right now, You go, you write that down and say, God, you spoke to me through this. See, that's why when you're reading the word of God, you don't just keep reading. See, when I was in the book of Deuteronomy, y'all, I said, God, let me go back here, you know. So I'd be all over the word of God. And all of a sudden, I stopped. And I couldn't get past keeping the word in your heart. Keeping the word in your heart. And I was going to read some more. Holy Spirit said, "Uh uh-uh, go back there. I said, okay, I'm going to go back here and I'm going to stay here. When I went back there and went through Deuteronomy, that's all that Moses was talking about was the word. He was reminding the people of God's commands, his statutes, his judgments. He kept repeating it over and over and over and over again. Why? He said, because this word has to get in your heart. It just can't be in your head. It has to get in your heart. Let me uh, tell you this. Now, the commandments, all the stuff that they had, God did write them in our hearts. So we would know right for wrong. We would know his commands and what to do. Even the sinner know you don't suppose to murder because it's there. God put it there. But the thing is, when you become born again, you got to connect with your spirit. And your spirit is full of the word. So you got to make a connection in order for manifestation to come forth in your life. So we see that Moses was telling them to put the commands in their heart. He could not tell them something that he didn't know about. Come on, y'all. Moses lived for God. He breathed God. Come on. Who goes up to a mountain for 40 days and 40 nights eating nor drinking? So this man had to be in the presence of the Lord. See, there's times in our lives when we got so much going on, we got to shut things off. And we got to say, God, I have to be before you. This is why in Matthew would tell you to go into your secret place, to go into a closet. And some of us may have a closet or we may have a specific place that we go and we close ourselves off. And we get into the word and we say, Lord, I need for you to speak to me through this word. If you're too busy to get into the word, something is wrong. Something God give you 24 hours in a day 
And within all those 24 hours, if you're not spending time in the word the way you need to, then God cannot use you the way you need to be used for him. Everybody always got an excuse. I was too busy. You were never too busy to go to work. You were never too busy to do what you want to do going to the mall. You were never too busy to get your nails done and your hair done. I don't know about you. When you get your hair done, it's a three-hour thing. Two to three hours. When you get your nails done, it's, it's about an hour, right? Put them feet in there, you're looking at what? About an hour and a half. So you spend all that time in all of these places, but you never have time for God. Sometimes you got to say, I'm going to put off the hair. I'm going to put off. Some people say, don't be messing with my money, apostle. But God always wants you to put things in order. That means him first. We need to quit begging and pleading with God for this, that, or the other. See, if you in the good book, the word of God, you will know you got everything that you need already through Jesus Christ. See, the more that you get into the word of God, the more of the word of God that's going to get into you. And people are going to see the life that you're living because they're going to see the change. Why? Because the word quickens me. The word brings life unto me. And this is how your atmosphere changed because the same thing that you used to speak, you don't speak it no more. Why? Because my words are seasoned with salt. Why? Because my communication is not like it used to be. I'm speaking words of life that's coming through me. There's a difference. There's a change. So Moses commanded them this. The only way he could command it is because he's been into the law. He know what the law is saying, so he's teaching them. But I like this part. Go back to Deuteronomy. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that I hear you, and I know how to stop when you want me to, because Lord, have mercy. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I just love this word, y'all. So look at this. He's telling them, now I like this part. Go first to Deuteronomy 5, 32. Now we know that the word has to get in our heart, and the reason why the word has to get into our heart, because our heart is like a storage. It's like a treasure. You know, when you find a treasure somewhere, Jennifer, you know what I'm talking about, about treasures, things that you look for and you find it and you want to make sure it's kept. You want to make sure that nobody can mess with that because it's a treasure. So our heart is just like a treasure. That means that when we get the word of God, we want to treasure that word. We want to make sure that it get into our heart. See, this is what the enemy knows. If that word get into your heart, it's going to begin to manifest out of your mouth. And then you're going to begin to see what the word of God is, is doing, what the word of God is saying. So the enemy don't want it to get in your heart. Your heart is where you plant the seed. See, when you have a garden, first of all, you got to cultivate that garden. Our hearts have to be cultivated. You got the heart of God when you got born again. You got his goodness, you got his love, everything that God has in his heart, you have it. But the problem is the way that we were brought up, the things that we have learned, the things that we have pondered on is blocking his goodness, is blocking his love, is blocking everything that God has. So what we have to do, we have to renew our mind. Then we can prove what the good and acceptable will of God is. How do we do that? Through the word of God. As we go into the word of God and we begin to renew our mind, guess what it does? It begins to uproot that old way of thinking, that old way of doing. If you're not renewing your mind, you're still going to do the things that you've been doing. I don't know about you, if you love certain things and you know that I shouldn't love that that much. 
it shouldn't be so hard for me to let that go. If you're still having problems in areas, it's because there's a root that's still there. See, there are strongholds in people's hearts. That means that those strongholds are there due to your way of thinking. We got some people that's been saved for umpteen years and thinking the same way. Thinking the same way. They'll talk about God, but their lives are not reflecting God. Oh, they'll hold you a good conversation about what the words say, what you should do, or how you should do it, and they're living like heathens. They're living like hypocrites. They, they don't want to give. Come on, y'all. I'm going to tell you something. When you plant a seed, the seed is the word. Let's say today I'm giving you the word. I'm giving you what Deuteronomy 6, 6 is saying, to keep the word in your heart, to keep these commands in your heart. So the thing is, how do I do it? And this is what I'm here to tell you today. How do I do it? You take the word. You meditate on that word. You know how a cow, he chews. Y'all heard all of this. And he's to chew, he chew, he chew. And then he let it go down, but then he'll bring it back up. See, you got to take time in that word to study to show yourself approved and not being ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. The more you study the word, the more you meditate on the word, that seed is getting deeper and deeper and deeper. See, you can plant a seed, and we talked about this last Sunday. You put it in the ground, you cover it up. Guess what? That seed have to have time to grow, to take root. If you did not cultivate that ground according to the ground that you planted it in, remember there were four grounds, and with those grounds when things came, guess what? The word was taken. The Bible said that before they understood the word, the enemy came in and took the word from their heart. See, he know if you don't understand that word, that word can be taken. So this is why you have to guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. So when you get in this word today, and this word is going into that treasure, you're going to have to guard that. You're going to have to water that. You're going to have to make sure no weeds don't get into that. That's why you cast down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Bring into captivity every thought unto the obedience of Christ. We're not fighting against flesh and blood, y'all. This right here is a spiritual warfare and the battle is in the mind because he know if he can get your mind set on worldly things, guess what? That's what's going to be planted. And this is why you got to be more sensitive to the word than you are to the world. When the Egyptians come out of Egypt, Egypt didn't, I mean, when the Israelites come out of Egypt, Egypt didn't come out of them. How do I know this? Think about this. They were in Egypt for 400 and some years. Now they were there a long time. So when Moses was there to bring them out, he had to take them away, listen to this, from what they were familiar with. And he had to let them know, you got to trust God. And you got to trust the God that you don't see. See, you heard about this God. See, faith come by, hearing come by the word of God. So they heard about God. Their parents talked to them about God. Now it was time for them to trust God for themselves. Y'all, that's tough, isn't it? Come on, we can hear about God. Just like, you know, you, you talk to your children about God. You raise them up dealing with God. And the word of God said when they get old, they won't depart from it. Why? Because it was raised up in it. You may see them doing some crazy stuff. Come on. You may say, I didn't raise you like that. You know you didn't raise them like that. But they're going to end up coming back to what they have learned in their house. So they come out of Egypt, but Egypt didn't come out of them. How do I know this? Because they had a God who can, 
And when God would give them the bread from heaven, that wasn't good enough for them people. I remember when I was in Egypt, we had leeks, we had this, we had that. I'm tired of this. They didn't realize what they had. They had a God that would be there for them in spite of what they were going. That wasn't enough for them. They were looking back at Egypt. See, they still had their roots in Egypt. So God is telling you today, some of y'all still have your root in the world. You're more sensitive to what the world is doing than what the word of God is saying to you. That means that your heart has become hardened. That means that you got to cultivate that heart. You got to turn over that ground. How do I do it? With the word. If you've been there for a long time, it's going to take a while for you to dig up that root. It's not going to happen overnight. This is what upsets me about people. You should change by now. Why ain't you change? You should know better by now. Why don't you know better by now? Because there's something you doing that you shouldn't be doing that ain't worked out yet for you. It took time for you to get it worked out, but you act like they supposed to change overnight. Man, it's been 20 years for you. Why can't you leave that woman alone? Why can't you leave your husband alone? Why can't you stay celibate? Why can't you do what the word of God said with your husband? That's his body now. Oops. See how we go back and forth? We always telling people what they should do or what they shouldn't do. First, let's check us. And say, wait a minute, God. What am I not doing? So this is why when we minister the word, we speak truth in love. And this is Moses was raising them up, up under the laws of God. Why? Because when they go into these other lands, y'all, this is the key. They supposed to be different. And they supposed to know you're not from here. They supposed to know the God that they serve. And they're going to know him through his mighty acts, through his wonders that's going to take place in that land. Remember, Goshen was separated from Egypt. And whatever was going on in Egypt wasn't going on in Goshen. Why? Because they serve a God who sits high, who looks low, a mighty God, El Shaddai, a God of more than enough, a God who watches over his people, who hastens his word, and that will do it. See, when the word of God is so much in your heart, come what may, you are trusting more of him than you're trusting what's going on around you. And you change what's going on around you based on what's coming out of your heart. For out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth speak. So if you keep speaking negative, you know what you done planted in your heart. Did y'all know when you're watching a movie and it's of the world, you can remember verbatim. You can tell it from the beginning. You can tell all the actors, everything that was in that movie. Tell what they said, how it was. You go into this Bible. And you read one passage, and you sit there sometimes, or I know, I'll sit there and say, Lord, how much? What did I just read? Lord, come on now. I know I ain't the only one. What, 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 what I just, I just read it. My mind was elsewhere. See, because my mind, this, this is how it happens sometimes. I can start reading y'all, get in devotion with God. Then I look at the time. I ain't got nothing about two more hours. 
Carrie will be home soon. She's going to be hungry. My husband going to want some food. Where was I at? I start all over again. My mind began to wonder. Anybody do that? Begin to when all of a sudden, let me go and cook this food. Let me go. Two hours way ahead. Let me go and cook this food. Let me go and get this out of the way. Once you're up, you're up. That's what the enemy wants. So what I have to do before I even get into this word, I have to begin to give him some praise. I have to begin to give him some glory. I have to begin to change the atmosphere. I have to begin to get my mind right, to get my heart prepared to receive this word and and talk about his goodness, his loving kindness, his mercy. And I got to have a desire. I got to have a hunger for righteousness. Lord, I'm ready to be filled. Fill my cup, Lord. Fill it up. So see, you got to prepare yourself before you get into the word. Because if your mind is everywhere else, then guess what? It's not going to be before him. This is why I always tell God, I say, God, here I am before you today. Holy Spirit, you are my helper. Now walk alongside of me, Holy Spirit. Why do I say that? Because guess what? He don't do all the work. See, I got a part too. I need for you to walk alongside of me. I need for you to teach me. Holy Spirit, I have a teachable spirit. Be my helper. Be my teacher. Bring back to my remembrance what the word of God is saying unto me, Holy Spirit. I need this word today. Reveal unto me through this word. Holy Spirit, illuminate this word. Let there be light coming through this word. Let there be so much light. It penetrate my very being. It began to come out of my mouth like a two-edged sword, like a fire that devours everything around me, like a hammer that breaks the rocks into pieces. Father, thank you for the spirit of wisdom and revelation knowledge of you. Thank you that the eyes of Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministry is being enlightened today, is being opened today as they get into the word of truth. Thank you that we're hiding the word in our heart that we may not sin against you. Open our eyes that we may be the wonderful things that's in your law. God, let there be light. Quicken us today according to your word. God, thank you for your word. I receive your word. And all of a sudden, ooh, God, I want some more. That's how it's supposed to be. Because God has given you everything you need. It's in you. So this is why when you go in the word, it's more than reading. When you read, you're just reading. But when illumination comes through you reading, that's when the study comes. That's when the meditation comes. That's when the understanding comes. That's when the stop sign comes because you're saying, God, you're speaking. So we got to let God speak. And as he speaks, we're ready to hear. And as we're hearing, we're ready to understand. And as we're understanding, we're ready to do what we just heard and this is what Moses was telling them he said God is taking you into a good land a land filled with milk and honey y'all this is all these people heard come on y'all every time you turn around Moses reminded them of this good land but Moses reminded them of this about twice or three times he said you're going into a good land but I'm not going to be going with you because you were stiff-necked Moses began to let them know the reason why I'm not going because y'all upset me and I disobeyed God's command. 
So now I can't enter the land, but thank God he's allowing me to see it. So see, this is what Moses began to tell them. He repeated and he repeated and he repeated this word over and over again. Y'all, this is what it takes. So no matter how many times you hear it, you may hear it in Sunday school. Grab it. You may hear it when I'm doing it. Grab it. You may hear it when Judah is singing. Grab it. Because the word is what brings life. So the enemy is going to bring distraction. Doing the word, he's going to have you sleep. He's going to have you thinking, well, what time are we getting out of here? I got something to do. What time is it? See, he want to distract you because he don't want the word to take root. He don't want that seed to be planted. He want that seed to be snatched away. And it can easily be snatched away by people, by circumstances. That's why we have to take time to let the word get in us. So we see that the word have to go in your heart. As it come out of your mouth, it will begin to manifest what's being spoken. Amen. Everybody have that. Then the other thing is, by the word being in us, y'all, we can live that word. People say it's so hard being saved. I live better when I wasn't saved. I'm going to tell you what the problem is. The word ain't in you. Because when the word is in you, you don't have a problem living like the word. You different from everybody else. You, you don't act like everybody else. I'm going to tell you something, y'all. It ain't no struggle for me to love an enemy. It ain't no struggle for me to give when I don't hardly have nothing. It's no struggle for me. Why? Because I applied this word. And I know what the word says. And when the word get in me, I'm going to get result from that word. Until the word gets in you, you're not going to get no result. It's just in your head. Come on, when we go to school, y'all, you get taught for a reason in school. So you can live it out in everyday life, right? When you go to school for certain things, like a nurse, a nurse go to school and learn everything about nursing, learn everything about the body. Once they graduate from that school and they get their diploma, I think it's a test they have to take, right? Once they take that test, then now it's time to go into the hospital. Guess what's going to happen if you got a good nurse? They're going to remember what they learned. Ain't nobody going to stick you with a needle or hook up an IV pole and don't know how. Can you imagine a nurse saying, Where's the pole? What I supposed to do with this? And which medicine supposed they supposed to know all think about it. A nurse actually do more than a doctor. You see the nurse more than you see the doctor. Cause that nurse have to be well trained. And you're gonna know a nurse that's well trained. Because they're going to know what to do and how to do it. They're going to know when to call that doctor because things are not going to be like they're supposed to. Yo, we're supposed to be so skilled in this word. How, how, how skilled to hear him when he say, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. You hear in that verse, but you still speak in death. <laughs> Something's wrong with that, isn't it? The word is going to come back to you because that's what you put in you. He's only going to remind you of what the word has said unto you. The word speaks every day. If you're in it, you're going to hear what the word of God is saying. Or if somebody's been speaking the word to you, guess what? When you open in your mouth, you're going to hear them in the back of your head. Study to be quiet. Don't you say that. Don't God always have a way? So this is what Moses told them to do to get the word in them. Oh, Father, thank you for this word. It's so rich. 
I give you glory. Go back to Deuteronomy. Some of y'all turned from Deuteronomy. I did. Look, y'all, this is what Moses told him. He said, the word have to be in you, right? But guess how they were putting the word in them, y'all. I love this part. He said, once the word get in them, he said, teach them diligently. That means you got to repeat them over and over again. You got to recite them until your children and talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down and you rise up. Let's just be honest. Who's talking that much word? What did he say? Teach them unto who? Teach them unto who? And how do we teach them? When we sit in the house, walk by the way, lie down and rise up. This is how it's supposed to be taught, y'all. This is how our children get the word. But listen at this. I'm in Deuteronomy 6, verse um, 7. And listen at what he said. And thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thy hand, and thou shalt be as portlets between thy eyes. What he mean is, what they did, they had a little box, and they had stuff attached to that box that went around their head, and scriptures was in that box. So when they put that box on their head, it reminded them of those commands. Isn't that something? But guess what? It got to be more than in your head. It got to drop down to your heart. So this is how they learned those commandments and the words of God. So then he said, not only do that, put them on your head. So when people saw this stuff on their head, they knew those people were seeking the Lord. They knew those people wanted to do what God told them to do. But they said, and thou shalt write them upon the posts of thy house and on thy gates. That means that that word had to be before them continually. And that's how the word should be when it comes to us. We should every day, every day, every chance we get, we should get into that word. We have breaks on our job. We should take the breaks to read the word. We have times where we might go in the bathroom to be alone. We should be meditating on that word or remembering the word that God has given us. We have the opportunity to do it if we just do it. This is what they've done. Why did they do this? He said, because when you go into that land, he said, they're supposed to be change in the land that you're going into. How do y'all expect change to come if you're not speaking change? And what you speak have to come from this word. See, when we look at how society is, when we look at how the government is, when we look at how it is at the White House, y'all, let's quit talking about what's going on and who should have got elected and why should they have got elected. Can I tell y'all something? There ain't no perfect man. They might be right in this area. They might not do this in this area, but in this area, they might get it right. All around, they ain't got it right. The only one that has got it completely right is Jesus. We here that's sitting in this room haven't got it completely right. In our spirit, we are completely right. See, right now, we got a president that don't know the Lord the way he need to know the Lord. So in order for him to know the Lord that way, we got to speak words into the atmosphere to say, Lord, send people around him that will give him the wisdom, the knowledge, the know-how to do what he does because right now he's trying to do it man's way, not God's way. It's easy to say, I know God, but when you know God, you will see ways of God. And a person is not going to show ways of God 
God until it get in their heart. Then it's going to begin to come out of their mouth. Can I tell you something? I can act holy all I want with something on my head and a long dress coming down to my uh, ankles. But if my life ain't lining up to what I got on my head, I might as well take it off. So just because somebody say that they know God, he said, everybody that say, Lord, Lord, don't know me. You can't go on what people say. People, the Antichrist, read your Bible. You can have the Antichrist in the White House. The Antichrist was speaking the word. But he was deceiving people, setting up their minds and their hearts to believe this is what. Y'all better get in y'all word. See, people miss it because somebody will tell you, Brother Greg, God is good. Oh, yes, he is, brother. God is good. And next time, brother Greg, see that person? How good is he? He's real good, brother. See, because if God is that good, you're turning away. See, this is what we have to learn as the body of Christ. Your dependency don't supposed to be on no man but God. God give you men and women in the body of Christ that supposed to be over you but he's over them watch how they operate watch what they say watch how they live you're going to know who to follow you're going to know who to go to and say can you touch and agree with me because let me tell you something everybody in here that's born again that say they know jesus that say that they're in the word of god you're going to know if they're for real or not because whatever come up, they ain't going to be mumbering. They ain't going to be complaining. They're going to say, well, this is what the word said. You're going to have some Joshua's and some Caleb's in the body of Christ. They ain't looking at them big giants. They say, no, this is what God said. God said he's taken us into that promised land with a mighty hand. And that's what I'm going on. I'm not going on what I saw. Because if I go on what I see, then I'm not going to get to the place that God has already prepared for me. And this is what God was telling those people. I got a land for you that's full of milk and honey. But guess what the kick, the kick was, y'all? Raheem, he said, you got to go possess it. Hold up, hold up. Tyson, he gave me that land. Now, if you gave me that land. Why I got to go in there and possess something and occupy? Why I have to go in there and run off something on that land and it's mine? Because you are in a world that's full of sin. That's full of chaos. That's why he gave you power, Tyson. He gave you right. He gave you authority. And that authority comes through his word. You are his ambassadors. You are his priests. You are a royal priesthood. You are a peculiar people. You got to understand that when you go in a place, everywhere the soles of your feet shall tread, you shall possess that land. So whatever is on that land have to get off that land because the word of God is coming. So see, what we do is we wait for somebody to do it for us. Come on, keep running your house, your mouth about the government. You ain't doing nothing making it bad for yourself. What you need to be speaking is, this is what God says. This may be happening in Egypt, but it ain't happening over here in Goshen. Because see, we have to stand on his word regardless of what they do 
or how they do it. And that's why we have to be in the spirit to only pray what God is telling us to pray concerning the White House, concerning the government. Because if you read the Bible, look at all the changes that happen around them. But that did not stop them from proclaiming the gospel. And we shouldn't stop doing it, y'all. So guess what happened? He said, this is what's going to happen when you go in this land. You got to take my word with you. You got to take my commands with you all everywhere you go. You're supposed to have the word with you. Because the word is what's going to keep you. The word is what's going to sustain you. The word is what's going to be your high tower, your sure defense. So if you don't have the word, you doomed. But I like in, in Deuteronomy, the 11th chapter. Listen at what happens when God says about this word. Look at your neighbor says more to come. Say there will be a continuation with this. Let me tell you what happened. In Deuteronomy the 11th chapter. He's still talking about the word y'all. But I'm trying to find the scripture of what it says about God. Okay verse 18. There shall ye lay up these my words in your heart and your soul and bind them for a sign upon your hand that they may be faultless between your eyes. He's still talking about teaching them to your children, speaking of them. He's still saying sitting in thine house, walking by the way, laying down and rising up. He's still talking about putting them upon the door um, post. But then he let them know that where they were going, I have to find it, is not going to be like it was in Egypt where they had to work. And do all of that work. He said where they're going. If y'all find it before I do. Let me know. Okay. Help me Holy Ghost. I know it's in this chapter. I normally mark it. Okay. That's not the one I'm looking for though. It's a, it's a word in here y'all. It's a word in here. Thank you. G- oh here it is. Okay. I'm going to find it. We're going to keep on. Did anybody find it? 29. That's not it. But I'm going to find it. The Holy Spirit is going to bring it to me, so I'm just going to keep talking. So what I'm saying is you got to get the word in your heart. As you get the word in your heart and as it come out of your mouth, you're going to see manifestation through the word that you have gotten in your heart. We have to guard our heart. We have to keep our heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life. But where God is going with this is he's letting them know the land that I'm bringing you into is not like it was in Egypt where you had to work. What did that mind you of? The law. That mean with the law, you had to do something to get something. So see, God was still talking about grace even under the Old Testament. He said, I took you out of Egypt. You had hard labor. You were in bondage. You were servants. He said, but where I am taking you, you don't have to be in bondage no more. You don't have to work for it. It's right before you. And then the word of God says, God watches over what's happening in that land from the beginning to the end. That means that God is there all the time. So that means everything that they need, it was going to be right before them. What is that telling you today? You got to get that word in your heart because as that word get in your heart, y'all, no matter where you go, it don't matter if you're in Africa, it don't matter what city you go into, when you begin to speak that word, change is going to happen all around you. 
So God is telling us today, take that word with you. As you take that word with you, wherever you go and it come out of you, you're setting up what God want to set up in that region. You don't even have to actually be in that region. When that word get in your heart and somebody is calling you from way up the road and saying, pray for me, I need for you to come over here and pray for me. No, I don't need to come over there. The only thing I need to do is speak the word right where you at and it's going to happen right where you at. It's too many people that want people to lay hands. Y'all, what we have to do is teach them how the word can go where I can't come. When I'm speaking the word, just get ready to receive that word, and it'll happen right where you are. Do you know why so many people want to show off with laying on hands or doing this or that or the other? Because they want attention. So many people are so sneaky. They want to be seen so much that when a lot is going on and when the fire is burning, too many people want to go up to where the fire is burning and say, They're already lit. So they ain't going to do nothing but just fall out anyway because they're lit. But a person want to say, I want to be a part of that fire. So I need to go tell them a little something, something too. Be careful that it's not you. Make sure it's the spirit of the Lord because the moment you say God said and God didn't, you're going to be reliable for that. So it's time for us, y'all. It's so important that we get the word in our heart. When you get the word in your heart, You should not be moved. You should be like a tree planted beside the rivers of living waters. When the storm come, you're not moved. See why? Because you're doing the sayings of Jesus. You built upon a rock. Y'all, I'm telling you something, a stable foundation that's built upon Jesus. When things come, you may shake just a little. Come on, don't we? But all of a sudden, we say, wait a minute. That ain't what God said. God said he's more than enough God. God is bringing this word in this house because if the word of God is in your heart, then whatever this house is doing, you should want to be a part of it because you know who God put over this house. You should know me well enough to know instead of talking out and about that I ain't going to let nothing happen in this house outside of God. That God has already done showed me. You don't know who I talk to. You don't know. So quit speculating. Quit putting opinion in it. Your heart got to be just like my heart is for this word. And if your heart is in the word, whatever the body of Christ is doing, we do it as one. We don't look at who's doing it. We just make sure it's lining up with what the word of God is saying. If you got a problem with giving and you're afraid to give, let's start first of all with giving of tithes. We don't give tithes to get nothing from God. Because God owns everything, y'all. Everything belongs to God. But one reason why we give tithes is because we love God. And we love him because he first loved us. And we don't put nothing before God. See, if any of us in this room, and some people use this to try to slap me in the face, and it doesn't matter to me, but my job is to teach you, and it's to teach you truth. It's not my job to bring out truth to get nothing from you, because if your heart ain't right, you ain't going to get it anyway. But what I'm saying is, when your heart is before God, and the Bible says, give, and it shall be 
Everybody know that, right? If everybody know that and that's in your heart, why is it a problem when it's time to give? Now say it again. If everybody know that scripture and we quote it, why is there a problem when it's time to give? Because it's really not in our heart. We're still stuck on us. We're stuck on this. How am I going to make it if I give you $10 out of 100 How are you going to make it with the 90 Come, Come on, y'all. Well, no. How are you going to make it with the 100 and can't make it with five? See, the enemy sets us up to have us to miss out on what God has for us. Y'all, these are laws that God has given us. His word works by his laws, meaning that whatever the words say, that's what we do. And that's what's released because we being obedient to the word. Now, he's already blessed us, y'all. Amen. He's already given us everything through Jesus Christ. But the moment we take his word and we apply his word and we do his word, manifestation come from the word. Everything we need, we already have. But in order for it to manifest, we have to connect to what we have. Is that not right? I'll ask you this. People say, you don't have to give your tithes no more. Well, you don't have to be healed no more either. You don't have to have joy no more. You don't have to have peace no more. You don't have to prosper no more. Tithes been done away with. Guess, guess what they say now? You give from the heart. Boom. Forget that. Because if your heart ain't right, you ain't really giving from the heart. If you're giving from the heart of God, if God tell you to lay down your whole paycheck, then you lay it down. Because that's his heart. He want to do something. But see, what we do, we pick and choose what we want to give. That's not God. When you're open to God, you don't have to pick and choose. You hear it, you just do it. Whether it's $5, whether it's $10. But if you look at your bills first and then look at God second, I'm only going to get a dollar. We give by what we owe. Is that not right? We give by what we owe. I know because I used to do it. Add up my bills. God wasn't first. And whatever was left, well, I believe I can get 20 because I can make it off 100. See, we get quiet when we talk about this subject. But why are we talking about these subjects? Because whatever's in your heart is what you're going to do. Whatever you have determined to do is what you're going to do. So all your life, if you determine in your heart, that's all you're going to give is 20. No matter if you become a millionaire, guess what? That million dollars ain't going to help you. Because your heart is not right. That's the same thing with healing. If we know by his stripes we were healed and we're trusting him for healing and we believe in that, we have to go outside of how we feel and say, I'm already healed. No matter how I feel, God, I'm healed because your word says I'm healed. Nobody should be able to change your mind. Nose all snotty, running, everywhere. And you saying, I'm still healed. And people looking at you, you ain't healed, you're sick. Well, you know, in the natural, it does appear that I'm sick. But in the supernatural, I was healed the first day I said that I was healed. So I am the healed of the Lord. Not going to be, but I'm already the healed of the Lord. He already paid the price for me. He sent his word. He have healed me. He have delivered me from my destruction. And guess what? While I'm saying it, I'm seeing myself do what I ain't never done before. That means that it's manifesting. See, y'all, we need to cut it out. 
We need to either do what the word says or just don't do it. If the word says it, that's what we're supposed to do. Now, guess what? When you trust God, you know God got a plan. Because if God say, give this and you give it, God got something else. Because God ain't going to have you to give nothing and ain't going to give you nothing because that's outside of his law. Give and it shall be given unto you. How many know he gave us his very best? I got, I got something for you and I'm going to close. We're talking about getting the word in your heart. How many know that you cannot pay your light bill and still have lights? Have anybody not paid their light bill and still have lights? They got so they'll cut you off from the office. No, don't. And this is the funny part. They'll cut you off and they cut you on quick. Ain't that something? When you pay that money and they, them computers read that money, just like cable, ain't it? They cut you off. When they know you paid it, go cut them on. It don't take them long to cut you on. Sometimes it take them a while to hook you up. But once you're hooked up, you're hooked up. But when they want to cut you off, it's a quick thing, ain't it? Hook up is, is a long process. Cutting off is just what? A who? One button. Pay that money. Oh, my cable on. Ask to give tithes. You're going to pay cable before you give God. Save folk. I'm going to pay Verizon. I'm going to pay U.S. Cellular. I got to have my phone. If you didn't have God, you wouldn't have no phone. You need God. So God is saying, get this word in your heart, y'all, because we don't know what's yet to come. But if we keep the word in our heart, no matter what comes, we're going to speak life over that dead situation. Let's quit looking for titles. Let's quit looking for attention. Let's quit trying to tell somebody something we don't believe. Don't tell somebody something. Um, you know, God supply your need and you worrying about how you're going to pay your rent. Don't tell somebody something that you don't believe. Just don't say nothing. Don't tell nobody to give and you have a hard time giving. Don't preach on giving and you ain't giving nothing. Don't preach on healing and you ain't trusting him. Don't preach on something that you ain't living. Because it ain't helping nobody. That word is not going nowhere. Because God know your heart. Get the word in your heart and when it come out of your mouth, you will see manifestation y'all go back in the word it's talking about it in the old and it's talking about it in the new it's nothing but the word of god that kept them the prophets delivered the word when they done what the word says they prospered through the word but when the prophets deliver the word and they didn't do it guess what they had they were cursed why because the word gives life when you do opposite of the word that's what you're gonna get that is not god's fault he's about light and not darkness so let's get into the word, allow the word to get into us, quit playing around with the word, quit trying to act like something that God ain't given you yet. Just sit down, get you yourself in the word. And when it's time for you to come out, people going to know where you've been. So quit taking a title that God haven't given you. And then can't even do what you need to do in your own house. It starts at home first. Look at your neighbor, say, get into the word. So the word can get into you. Come on and give God glory. Hallelujah. I give God glory for this word. Did anybody find that scripture? Okay. Do we have any announcements on today?
We're going to have our announcements after the announcements. We're going to have our tithes and offerings. And then those that want to stay for communion, you are free to stay. Amen.